Uh, so Isaiah, we'll start start things off here. Uh, you know, last year being bold was kind of a theme for you guys as far as going into camp and the offseason. What's been the theme or mantra you guys have adopted this year in 2020? Oh, man. Uh, there's, there's a few, I think. Um, the saying on the back of our workout uniforms right now is just uh, it says, be the change. Um, that maybe, you know, could be one. And then, you know, I think Coach Hadley and Coach Guilford alluded to it today on their bike ride, you know, be, about being perfect. Um, it, that's just another, I think, mantra or saying. And, and each coach, you know, has different mantras and sayings for their position groups. But, um, you know, as a team, I think we're, we're just trying to get, you know, be perfect, be as perfect as we can, uh, and then be the change. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, um, uh, you know, social issues, and just different things, you know, we're, we're just have been bombarded with so many different things. And, and I think, um, you know, that saying be the change, you know, is kind of caught on, you know, in, in the nation at least. And so, um, you know, we, we have a platform and we have a voice and, and uh, we have the right to be, you know, listened to and we have the right to listen. Um, and so, um, you know, just really proud of our guys and, and, you know, the, the diversity on our team is just incredible. And so, um you know, I wish I wish that the nation was more like a locker room. You know, there's guys from different different areas, different backgrounds. Um, you know, we all grew up different. We have different views, but we come together as a team. We learn how to understand each other, how to listen to each other. And that's really, you know, being the change is, is learning how to listen and, and um, learning how to, you know, how to communicate. So along those same lines with with being the change, what are you and maybe other members of the leadership council doing to give players in the program a voice and a platform to uh, stand up for societal issues that, that matter to them. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've had uh, a, a team meeting, you know, yesterday and it was a players only meeting. We just kind of had an open floor. Guys could talk about whatever they wanted, um, you know, and, and no judgments, at, you know, whatsoever. And so, uh, I, I think I think the team and, and you know, this goes back, um, you know, as far as I've been here is we, we've had we've always had player meetings and uh, we've always had we have a culture of love um, and a culture of learning. You know, we're willing to love each other. We're, we're willing to to learn about each other and, and kind of what their needs are, what people uh, how people think. And so um, I, I think that's just been the biggest thing is we've just had team meetings. Guys feel comfortable. Um, about being open you know Isaiah Heron was going to transfer to um, an HBCU and, and guys were very supportive of that you know and he decided to come back because he felt like he could you know create some change here and and really be a voice here um, on our team and so um, that's just been it's been really exciting to you know to really get together as, as guys a group of guys to humble ourselves to just be able to listen to each other thanks Isaiah go ahead Dana and then Jake after Dana Isaiah, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, there's been some time since you've uh, realized that if there is a season, it's probably going to be without fans or very limited fans. I'm curious, how strange do you think that's going to be? Um, not being able to, to feed off the energy, whether it's the opposing crowd or your home crowd. Yeah, that definitely is uh, going to be different. You know, if teams decide to, to limit fans or, you know, have no fans, um, but I mean, we've, we've already been through very, very different things. I think by now we've, we're able to adapt, you know, um, we didn't got our spring ball cut short. We were able to adapt to that. We found ways to get better. Um, 
we have to wear masks, you know, during practices and, and we've just found a way to adapt and get better. And so, um, you know, playing without fans, I'm sure it's going to be really weird. And, and I love, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about being a college football player is, you know, being able, being able to control the crowd, you know, pump the crowd up, get the crowd going. Um, I'm going to miss that if, if they decide to have no fans or limit the fans, but um, you know, we just adapt and we, we come back. Okay, go ahead, Jake, and then Jared after that. Isaiah, I wanted to ask you, you've played in a multiple different defenses here at BYU, different iterations of it. Is this year's defense in terms of form or how you guys are going about things any different than last year or previous seasons? Yeah, we're, we're I mean, I'm sure Kalani alluded to our depth. I mean, at every position on the field, we have um, guys who could start. And so um, – it's, you know, and, and we have two or three guys actually who could start at, at those positions. And so um, we're just trying to get the best 11 on the field and trying to just find a defense that is is unique to us and, and kind of a niche for us and and get guys who are playmakers onto the field. And so, um, you know, doing doing different things, we're, we're continuing, um, you know, our, just looking at our 4-2, um, we, we have our 3-4 our and, and just kind of different things, you know, that we've been been kind of working with. And Kalani's kind of got a vision and, and he knows really, um, you know, the strengths of his players. And so he's just, you know, putting guys at different positions, getting guys on the field. And uh, and so we're just trying different things and, and uh, really just trying to get really good at those at those different um, schemes. You're, of course, a senior on this year's team. For you, how different has this offseason been to all the years you've played football to this point? Yeah, it's been it's been very unique. Um, very unique in the sense that um, a lot of a lot of um, improvement has had to come from yourself. You know, like you can't just show up and, and say, OK, I've got a coach who's ready to help me out in the weight room. You know, I've got a coach who's ready to, you know, watch some film with me and, and help me get better. So a lot of it was was kind of self-drive. Um, you know, the offseason was very unique and Kalani did a, a phenomenal job at at maximizing, I think, our time together. You know, he, he gave us a list of things that, you know, he thought we could improve on, kind of let us just do our thing. Um, it really, really was impressed with how our guys responded to the the trials and kind of the hurdles that we faced. Um, guys got better, and we've seen that today. Um, you know, the off season I think was unique and it was probably difficult, but w- it wasn't wasn't much of a hurdle for our guys. Go ahead, Jared, and then Matt. Hey, Isaiah, good to see you. Just good to see you, Jared. This is such a unique time in so many ways, and you guys have dealt with things on a variety of levels from school getting shut down and, you know, camp getting shut down and all of those things. Coach mentioned today that there were some of those first day scuffles and maybe guys are getting, you know, after all of this stuff, it was great to get out and actually be able to, you know, do a little hitting and pushing and shoving and let let go of some of that frustration. My question is, is how do you assess the psychological where the team is at psychologically because there's a lot of psychological pressures from a variety of areas going on right now so where is the team at in that regard yeah that's a great question um let me think about that for a second i'll get back to you um you know we that that is really you know it's it's tough psychologically right because 
I mean, we're showing up right now. We have to wear these masks and we have to kind of do things, you know, people, there are these certain protocols and procedures and, and then we have to go out and practice and run around and we're breathing in these masks and um, it, it can be tough. And we, we have, I think our staff has done a really good job um, at really providing us with the resources that we need to, you know, we can talk about our mental health. We can talk to people. There are people, you know, who are, who are there for us to communicate, like, you know, we, we just have learned how to communicate. We got people to listen to us. And so um, just kind of, you know, gauging the, the psychological aspects, you know, of our team, I think guys, you know, I mean, we're, we're division one athletes. We, you know, we know how to carry ourselves. We know that there are, you know, we've been through harder things, I'm sure. And, and so we're, we're you know, we're kind of made for this, but there are also, I think our staff um, and our coaches have done a good job at just providing us with resources to help us. Um, whether that's mentally, physically, psychologically, like, I mean, there's just so many different, you know, outlets and avenues and, and resources for us. The other thing I asked Matt this, and I want to get your thought as well um, with the virus with, like you mentioned earlier, the social um, issues that are being addressed in a different way. And, you know, all of these other elements going on with the season being in the air. Has your perspective about football changed? Do you view it differently this year than maybe you have in the past? Uh, that's a great question. And, and me personally, I've always been realistic. Um, I, I grew up in a, you know, a family who football is, is everything. It's a way to pay for school. It's a way to provide for your family. And so, um, but it, but it comes to an end, you know, and so, for me, I think football, I've always had the perspective that football is an avenue um, to get school paid for, to maybe provide, you know, for my family and help set me up. But I, I know that football will end one day and, and that I will continue to be a husband and a father and a son and a brother. And so um, I've, I've always just appreciated that fact about football. And, and yeah, it's a little different. You know, football could get cut short. Uh, this year or we, you know, just so many limitations and different things, you know, moving parts. But um, I, I think that, you know, this is, I've showed up to camp today, just ready to play football. And so that's kind of been my mentality. Thanks, Isaiah. Let's go Matt, then Andrea. In the spring, there was uh, some linebackers from last year, Isaiah, who were, were experimenting in different positions, a few at running back. Who's, who's in the linebacker room in the first day of uh, fall camp? Yeah, so we uh, we had uh, myself and Peyton um, and Keenan. You know, we were all there, and, and Pepe, kind of the linebackers that were there in the spring. Uh, Max Tuli has now um, come back uh, to linebacker. He's playing more of an interior, and and they uh, moved my brother back um, from running back to linebacker. And so, um, you know, and I, I think that's just you know we're just trying to find the best eleven on offense and defense, and so just moving guys around and. Um, I'm sure it'll change. That's how football, you know, football has been for the last four years for me. It's guys move around, guys move positions. Um, you know, two years ago, we had Matt Hadley playing running back, came back to linebacker a few games and then went back to running back and, and helped the team out there. And so now I think the, you know, the coaches do a good job at really knowing, you know, where guys really fit in kind of the best spots. And so I'm sure, you know, depth charts will change and, and positions will change, but um, it, it's really just to get the best 11 on the field. Thank you. Hey, Isaiah. How's it going? Hi, Andrea. Um, so all this uncertainty, all I mean, and even Kalani talked about the team's efforts, and you've even touched upon the fact that, you know, everybody put in the time when, you know, you weren't together as a team. But 
if there's something that you could pinpoint through all of this, is there something that you can say I'm most confident in this about my team as a player? Yeah, I think it's it's um, our, our unity. You know, it's it's kind of crazy, and it's it's because um, we weren't really together at all. And when we were, it was in groups of ten, and then twenty, and then thirty. But I think through that, you know, throughout the the quarantine phase. Um, and then throughout the summer phase where, you know, I didn't really see any of the offensive guys because we were lifting at different times. Um, but I think that the leadership, um, which has started with our head coach and then kind of trickled down to some of the older guys and the seniors and the, the veteran guys, I think we've created, I mean, our culture has just thrived. Um, and so I think that that's going to be the, the biggest um, maybe asset or factor in in us you know really being a great football team is because we're, we're just united and and so really excited about our leadership really excited about just you know our our whole team and the unity that we have